0: He's got me walking that grief walk. Going slow, bo. He's got me talking that grief talk. Going slow, mo He's got me clocking no it. It's the Miami Night Show. Hey. yeah Slow He's got me walking that grief walk. Going slow, Mo. He's got me talking that grief talk. Going slow, Mo. He's got me clocking no. When I'm trying, it's Miami Night show Master Grief Coach. Welcome to the Miami Night Show. He got me walking that, walk. walkin that grief walk. It's time for grief talk, yeah. Welcome back, Greek Nation listeners, and today we're going to be speaking about benefits of filling emotions. We're going to be talking with Cleveland Robinson You guys, Cleveland is an amazing artist. Um, He's an entrepreneur, a global mental health advocate who has been working with families and at-risk youth throughout the country to assist in strengthening bonds and improving communication. He has become a leading advocate for mental wellness within the African-American and minority communities. Mr. Robinson provides workshops, and he has become a sought-after speaker in the topic of African American mental health and male empowerment. He has presented at the University of Florida, the University of New Mexico, the Martin Luther King Commission, Bruton, Parker College, Palm Beach State College, and various other organizations throughout the country. Mr. Robinson is the founder and CEO of Robinson House Behavioral Health. He serves clients with various mental health diagnoses of all ages with a special emphasis on African American male adolescents. These services also include individual individual counseling, family therapy assessments, and post-dating stress symptoms. Let's welcome him.
1: Hey, it's so good to uh, see everybody today, and thank you so much, number one, for inviting me here to have a conversation with you. It's always a pleasure to talk to people who are into um, helping and empowering other people. That's really um, the kind of people I enjoy talking to and vibing with cause we got a lot of work to do, yeah. plus we trying to uh, heal ourselves daily because everybody got something
0: absolutely
1: and so i I, I, I really appreciate it Miami right. um so I, i'm I'm Cleveland Robinson, and um I am by birth a creative person. you know, I've been doing music my whole life, okay and um i love people so by academic training i'm a licensed therapist and so i just kind of found a way to combine the two
0: absolutely um
1: and it was all organic um i didn't really set out to be a therapist you know i'm a church kid i've always helped and work with people and volunteer so it really was just i was in school so i just went for it and i'm being okay. honest okay because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I was like i already help people so what can i do Uh, by helping people but I can make a profession out of it okay and so that's how I became a therapist and um most of all I'm an entrepreneur and so that's my my instagram of course is at real cleave robinson and um that's kind of what it encompasses through social media you know um my art my creativity such as my music um as well as you know entrepreneurship which is really um very important as well as being you know a global mental health advocate and that's really my focus
0: okay well thank you so much for sharing that so can you tell yes. me what triggered your passion outside of that for this calling um i know you said that you're a you're a church kid and y- you know you just wanted to bind the two but really what just what jogged you to say you know um this is something that i need to do but why
1: well, I think when you're raised in a a household or environment where well, helping people or empowering people, whether it's on Sunday or whether it's you know at school or whatever, yeah. um, or in the community, is just kind of what you do. You know what you and your family do week to week to week. Yeah. It can just become a part of you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, uh, my faith is really the foundation of. Or the lens of how I see the world, you know, I see it through a um faith, uh, you know, through through faith glasses, shall we say? That's yes, how sir. I see everything.
2: Yeah, you know.
1: And so because of that, I've always been involved with people. My mom, my mom, and my grandmother. Okay, you volunteering with us in nursing home? Mm-hmm. All right, you volunteering? You know, here. You know mm-hmm. what? It, it wasn't optional. <laughs> you yes. know, so I've been volunteering. So I was like eight years old or somewhere around there yeah and so what happened was after volunteering you know you end up as a little child talking to people mm-hmm. and then you're like man you know since a little child i realized that like everybody got a thing people yeah. don't really understand that yeah a lot of beautiful faces out here in Miami, mm-hmm. but behind closed doors people are, are are really more than we think are actually really on the edge of life
0: Yes. Way more than we think. Oh yes, absolutely. I I, I you I you done gave me chill bumps. I, I agree. Um I think sometimes when we feel as though there is nothing else that we can do, just as simple as if you've um you've lost your job and you think that that's the end of everything, you know, end all the all but it's not. Um um, one thing that I did want to uh, read up, read to you, um, I found this on brianstracy.com so according to him, the roles of your subconscious mind plays in your everyday life and I just thought that this was so profound because I want my grief nation tribe to understand how your subconscious mind work and of course we know um, ho- hopefully we all know that it's just a computer it's 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 generating all the information that we've given it over time and over time and so we create these patterns all the time and the thing that that stuck out the most to me in in this post he had was Um, Once the subconscious mind is tapped into, this remarkable part of the brain plays many different roles in your everyday life, such as it's a memory bank, an unquestionable servant, and a comfort zone. But the questioning, um, unquestion- excuse me, unquestioning servant—was stuck out to me the most because it said it works day and night to make your behavior fits a pattern consistent with your emotionalized thoughts, hopes, dreams, and desires. So if it—if it's working against me, so to speak, uh, to say it works day and night to m- um, making your behaviors fit the pattern that you're constantly doing and thinking about, then that's all I'm going to believe.
1: How do you feel about that? Um, I do agree because, I mean, you kind of answered it um, earlier. Um, It is a computer, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And what we got to understand about the subconscious mind is that it's such an amazing computer that it actually, you actually never, ever, ever technically forget anything that's ever happened to you.
0: Yeah.
1: Ever, actually. Um, uh, It stores it somewhere else Mm -hmm. um in your you know away from your automatic recall yes yes. but any trauma anything absolutely it is there it is it's it's a concerns grief and the things and the things we take on and how we perceive our reality it is absolutely um important to understand what you have cooking back there Mm -hmm. because let me add on to what you were saying the issue is sometimes it's not our conscious mind is causing us issues right especially when it comes to going through life Mm -hmm. um and understanding why we react to what we react to it's actually what we don't remember in many cases Mm -hmm. the abuse or the trauma that you experienced when you were a child that you decided to um tuck away yes or you know, losing your parents, um, or a loved one, or a child, where you're, you know, um, or anything of that matter, and then you decide to tuck it away. But then you now you then you move on, and uh, you have relationships that just won't seem to completely mesh. Mm-hmm. But really, it's your subconscious providing you with a um, uh, a defense mechanism, yeah. so you can't yeah. experience that again. So uh-huh. uh, didn't want to go too far off, but yeah. I agree.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So. What sparked the, you know, I was, when I first, when I initially saw your post that you tagged me and I was like, well, I was just blown away by your voice because it's so powerful, but Thank what you. sparked the, the five days of closure?
1: Um, well, um, I have a show that mm-hmm. I will uh, be debuting very soon. Okay. It's called closure with Cleveland. Okay. And so I was doing closure with Cleveland live when I lived in Atlanta. I just moved to Dallas, Texas, which is oh. now my new adopted home in January of last year okay uh but i was i uh, do something called Closure with cleveland live i now turn it into uh what's going to be like a youtube show for now okay and um i'm just going to be debuting uh once a month for right now and I- i'll be bringing more uh, episodes throughout the year okay um and what it is is it it's me sitting down with an individual and talking to them about what they had to experience in life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and what they have experienced in life, and what they had to do to find closure and healing for themselves. Okay. And so um, that is one of my main focuses, especially when it comes to my own therapy mm-hmm. and practices, okay. helping people find closure and healing. That's truly where it's at. And the stages agree, you know, which is why your your show is so amazing. Is that um people don't understand you go through those five stages in so many different ways
0: oh yes and they're not chronological they I mean they happen you know you can be angry depressed all in the same time yeah time, you know you can you can be you can be at a point that you feel that you've accepted a situation and then you want to bargain it again. You know, you want to feel like, okay, well, you know, I've accepted it, but I know if I would've done this, you know, this probably wouldn't happen. So you're, you know, you're back and forth with these feelings and these emotions. So since I know that thoughts and emotion play a major role in the process of grief, what's your take on how feeling the benefits of your emotions, can you talk about that? More? Oh,
1: man, you know, so here's the problem. The problem is, as human beings, we don't want to experience pain. And I'm not saying that um, in a negative or a positive way. What I'm saying is, we just don't like pain. Yeah. Okay? And so, because we are not conditioned for pain,
2: mm-hmm.
1: finding closure is can be difficult, which is why I do closure with Cleveland. And where the five days of closure, of course, came from, okay, um, and uh, I, I strategically, of course led it to the first five days leading up to the new year
0: absolutely i I caught that
1: <laughs> and so one? and so the thing is, it's important to talk to someone like yourself um or myself if anyone you know in your grief nation is going through or beginning to go through the grieving process mm-hmm. because a lot of times people don't want to experience the pain by themselves but emotionally mm-hmm. it does have to happen oh yeah it's just how it is yes yes um, um and you know um i know of course coming from personal situations that you have experienced mm-hmm. whether it be lost with a close family member or lost with a distant relative yeah you know um you have to go through those stages. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, as you know, those stages aren't going to have the same emotional intensity, but it's going to be one of them in there out of those five stages mm-hmm. where you're going to say, this is too intense. I cannot deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, quick story. Yeah. I have, I used to work with a gentleman and, um. When he talks about his father, now I want to uh, let you know his father's been gone for over twenty years. Wow! But when he talks about his father, if you didn't know that, you could swear his father just died,
0: just passed recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, stuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. he he is unwilling to deal with it. Oh,
0: well I see and, my healing energies to him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: send my healing energies to him because that's just that. Being stuck in a place where you feel that nothing has changed, like, um, well, he can't change the situation. I think that's where he is. He feels as though that um, he's stuck in the situation that he can't change, that he's not willing to accept the fact that his father is gone first, I think. I don't know exactly, you know, the relationship with you and with him and how much he's told you, but being stuck is that you're still in some type of disbelief. Like there's, you keep telling yourself these disbeliefs, like it's not happening, then it's not true. So that's the effect of him still believe, if you was to hear him, like you said, if you was to hear him speaking, it seems like his father just passed. He's still dealing with those disbeliefs that that are in his mind, even though, you know, his father is gone, he's still stuck in them.
1: Mm -hmm. It's so interesting, and I was in grad school when I had met him, I worked with him. Yeah. And so I, for some reason, I cannot shake. (laughs) Uh, I just think think that we are positioned to meet different people in life that's going to allow us to be more effective later on in life. Mm -hmm. And when I deal with people who have grief, I'm just really thankful I met him because it allowed me to see, oh, you really can't be stuck for decades. Now, here's the thing. I'm even using him as an example and I'm thankful to God that God was able to expose me to that. Mm -hmm. But... Twenty years seems like a long time, but it's others now, and I see it all the time. Who lost their parent or someone close to them? like in the eighties, in the you know what I'm saying, in the seventies, and the, you can still see it. You know, when they put up about their memorial post, or um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, I got a close friend. You know, she when she puts up her post about her losing her mother. Yeah, you know, it really seems like it was recent. It yeah. truly does. Um. um yeah. So I mean, to the grief nation out there, um. Be courageous, be courageous, and being courageous doesn't mean that you're not going to be scared. Mm -hmm. It means that even in the face of fear um, that you do have to persevere on, and the good thing about it, you know, um, with individuals like yourself, Miami, they don't have to do it by themselves.
0: yes there's so much help out here. Um, if, but you have to be willing. Um, that's why, um, I've also studied with Lisa Nichols program, becoming Mm a renowned speaker. And one of the things that she said just recently, um, was, are you coachable? And that just immediately grabbed me. And because Mm -hmm. I, I can understand that because when you're trying to help someone through, um, just being a coach, not being a therapist, but a coach is literally just trying to help you get where you are requesting to be or where you're trying to go, you know. Um, but I, with the individuals that I have dealt with, you know, because of their stuff, being stuck in their grief, um, you know, we make all these excuses. We make all of these, you know, we don't meet, we don't try hard enough to, to meet our greatest potential because we're just, we just sit in the state of being sad mm-hmm. or depressed or angry um, and don't, and not wanting to move forward but the thing that i know that i feel the most is in order for not for people to have the opportunity to be coached they have to be willing i mean you got to want this for yourself that's you, don't. you know what i'm saying Even you going to sit to talk to somebody you're going to need to want this for yourself and when that's not a part of you actually be that person that you're so saying okay i am going to change my life and then you change your mind about that you're still stuck in these stages um of the denial the anger and all of that but you're not willing to be pushed you're not willing you don't have it's almost like that the individual for me as far as coaching that they just don't have the willpower. What can we do to give them willpower to move forward as far as even your work? You coming out and you saying, you know, I'm here to empower you. But that one person that just says, Okay, I want to do it, I want to do it, but yet do have you had clients like that
1: or have you dealt Sure, with thing. Like sure thing, sure things, sure things. What do um, you do? This is what I do. I continue to uh gently nudge, and of course, in counseling we call them encouragers. Mm-hmm. um um and that's whether it's a verbal uh verbal encouragement or just being a listening ear because here's the thing yeah um i have i used to be the uh counselor you know before i got seasoned where you know i i can i can see the problem mm-hmm. so i need you to see this problem yeah. and so i would Push harder than I needed to.
0: Okay.
1: And a couple years went by and I was like, Oh, people have to get there at their own time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And so when I realized that, I realized that this is my role as a therapist and a helping professional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Listen. Yes. Encourage. Absolutely. Motivate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And repeat. That's yeah. it. Yes. Sir. Because, the willpower Miami has to come from within.
0: Absolutely.
1: And unfortunately, we can only push people as far as they're willing to go at that time. Yes.
0: Yes. And
1: so, what I usually do, and this is for even any other helping professionals out there who are listening, is um, you literally just have to listen, motivate, and encourage. Mm -hmm. I'm positive for sure, if you're a seasoned helping professional, from after the first one or two times talking to your client um you're already going to know what they need to do i got Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all but you actually need to keep it to yourself Mm. now i know that that sounds difficult because we want to see people heal yeah um and i want to be very clear i want to make a quick um a quick note here which is very important for those who are listening to know go right ahead um now I am talking from a position of a therapist. I want to be very, very, very clear here for people to hear me. This is important because some in the grief nation of those who are, uh, are health professionals listening to uh, this show, mm-hmm. they uh, may be coming from a um, um, a life coach standpoint mm-hmm. uh, or other helping professional standpoint. Okay. And it's not the standpoint I'm coming from at this very moment. Okay. Um. Therapeutically, uh, I want to very clear. Therapeutically, I would allow the person to come to their own into their own willpower. Yes, right. If I was doing more motivational life coaching, I would nudge a little harder.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So I just kind of want to make that clear there, um, because there because people should be able to go to whoever they feel will be a good fit for them
0: absolutely whoever they're drawn to Mm -hmm. yeah and to make them open up and to you know and to continue like you said to encourage them to move forward Mm -hmm. but i have found that even in just coaching that it's you know even though like you're saying it, it has to be on their own timing and you know you kind of have to evaluate like you said initially the person where they are you have to Mm -hmm. meet where they are of course right Mm -hmm. and in doing that sometimes in coaching um i think coaches get very excited initially because they have a client that is that came to them and Mm -hmm. it seems that they are willing to want to do these things but when you're dealing with grief and you there's also so many types of grief trying to even you know pull the layers back from that and trying Mm -hmm. to say well is this clinical now that you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: where your feelings are and you know it's confidential but at the same time i want to make sure just being a coach that i'm not over you know i'm not stepping drawing you know drawing the line i have to draw the line in the sand basically it's well. a,
1: it's it's a it's, a, it's, it's a an, area. Area. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. an area there yeah there's an area there this area coaches have to really listen to mm-hmm. what a person is saying because what we don't want to happen is that they needed more support in the area of their having a therapist as opposed to being coached so since it's that since it's you know, just a very thin line between that. I just want my mission, as I stated before, just to keep continuing encouraging a person to, to not where they are to move past where they are mm-hmm. and into the life that God has called them. Cause we all are here for a reason. That is not, you know, that is undeniably understated, you know, a statement that everybody is here for a reason. So if you know that you're here for a reason, I feel as though, as me being your coach, let me bring you, let, let me allow me to help you guide yourself to where you're wanting to go. But when it comes to an issue that I just, it, the, all that willpower and you're, you're not nudging, then, uh, you know, sometimes as a coach, you're just at a loss because initially I'm thinking this is what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So if I get someone, and I think maybe I'm talking to, because I don't know why I can't let this go, but I, I think I'm talking to a lot of, because I have a lot of friends that are coaches and they do have clients that, you know, they're unable to help them move past where they are or to meet the goals that we've set. Okay. Mm-hmm. So of course we empower, of course we encourage, but for that one person that just cannot, what do you recommend? What do
1: you it's funny you say this because I actually was about to lean back on what you just said. Okay. <laughs> and, um, if you're uh, let's 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 use a term here, stuck. Yes. Okay. So if you are stuck, Miami um, just really said what you have to do. You're going to need to go into your helping professionals' um, office or wherever you meet them at
0: mm-hmm. with an
1: open mind and actually allow them to guide you. Yeah. So, uh, what happens is we want to make sure we control how we progress through grief. Uh-huh. When, and, and so, the thing is, if you are stuck, you are not in control of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because as you were in control, if you were in control, you could keep on moving. Absolutely. But being stuck means that you are unable to move past where you're at mm-hmm. and um it's a good metaphor if you're stuck okay yes, let's yes. say let's say you're driving in a car mm-hmm. all right and you are stuck right and you get stuck in some mud okay and so you spin your tires and you spin your tires and you spin your tires and what usually happens people who have been stuck in mud before realize the faster you spin your tires, mm-hmm. the deeper you're digging The it. deeper you dig yourself in mud. Mm-hmm. And so you call AAA and they bring out a wrecker. Yeah. And the wrecker, you know, um, attaches to your bumper or whatever they attach to your bumperette with their rig. And then the guy who has the wrecker just kind of chills on the side of, of his truck, hits a little button, yawns a little bit, uh-huh. and it gently pulls your truck out of that mud that was so difficult for you to get out yeah but for the record, it's just another day
0: it's another day and
1: so it's because still that's, still his job. Just, that's his job right and so when you're stuck mm-hmm. this is what happens you know you are now in a cycle where you cannot get out of and you have gotten deeper and deeper in the mud and what happens is when you're stuck when you're going through grief it is absolutely positively affecting other things in your life, whether you know it or not. Yeah. it's not. It's impossible to not. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, go yeah. go for it, mommy.
0: And your and and your health. Oh man, your health. I mean, the whole mindset is has affected everything. You know, your your digestive system, your aches and body pains, and everything else. But I wanted to kind of piggyback on what you something that you had said, and oh goodness, I hope it doesn't, hadn't lost my mind. Um, you you, when you when you were talking about being stuck oh this is what i wanted to mention do you recommend prior to someone if someone's feeling that they um they're in they're in this this grief state they really need some assistance do you recommend coaching or do you recommend therapy first
1: a very good question um i'm I'm asked it a lot and i wish that more helping professionals um how can we help you? Would ask. How, how can a grief coach help you? Uh, it's very simple. So, uh let's say that a client shows up to a grief coach's um office, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, they call you, they set the appointment. Mhm. All right. So this is where the line comes. Uh, during your initial assessment, mm-hmm. okay? Um you must ask them about their mental health diagnosis it's very important mm-hmm. if they've had one if they've been to counseling if they had a past of mental health issues mm-hmm. now that don't mean you need to come to a therapist <clears throat> but it at least lines out a foundation for you and some awareness for you as a grief coach to mm-hmm. say okay during this session there i need to be aware if this person um, has a, di- a a bipolar diagnosis.
2: Right.
1: Um, I need to be al- already be aware of this person has a major depressive disorder diagnosis and mm-hmm. other things to deal with emotions where you'll see the even flows. Um, because if they have a diagnosis, such as those two I named, and then they come to you for grief. Yeah. Sometimes, especially if they're not medicated, mm-hmm. it may appear as a grief coach that you're not making headway. But yeah. you might be. Mm-hmm. However, their diagnosis may be interfering with their progress. Absolutely, absolutely. But if I'm doing an assessment and I do not, as a grief coach, assess if there's already a disorder that will get in the way of them progressing,
2: yeah, then
1: I'm gonna I'm miss that boat.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: so it's nothing wrong with them having a grief coach and a counselor because mm-hmm. if you are uh, and I, I've been encouraging life coaches for a long time man go ahead and team up with a therapist yeah like team up
0: we go hand in hand hand in hand you know hand. what I'm saying because for even for me and from going through my whole or- ordeal of ha- my son being shot and then the suicide and uh, just the whole family um, the whole when I had to look back at the whole situation and my family, my children—they're suffering. My suffering. His father. you know, I wasn't the only one in this, but I carried a lot of the burden, um, and the guilt and the shame, and you know, all of those things. Um, but for me, I was guided into everything that I had to do. I can't—I I can't say that everybody will have that um, situation happen to them, but I was guided a lot because I think the reason why I was guided because I was already open I had an open heart to God it, mm. initially my heart was open and not you know I love the Lord and I pray when all of this was happening which was the craziest thing um from a year prior to his death to the year that he that he originally got shot Everything was just happening, and I could feel it, but I didn't understand what it was. But when the initial call came and I found out what happened the night before, I had this—they call it um, the entanglement, quantum entanglement. I, okay. I was having that the night before, but in between all of this and losing my um, losing my son, I was in the year of the eight because my father, it was coming up that year that my son passed, That in that September, would have been eight years that my father had passed. So I had lost my father, I had lost my sister. Tra- these were traumatic deaths. They wasn't, you know, something that just, oh, well, we know grandma's gonna be leaving us. And No, my father was found dead a, a, day, a week after. My sister just woke up one morning, she had a, a, a hematoma on her brain and she lived for a year, but she died in a coma. Um, and then my son with the suicide. So I had a lot of traumatic death. Um, that happened to me but because I feel that my spirit was open enough to still um, hear from God I was guided to um, know about these things that I, like finding a job that had these you know um, six sessions free for me you know Um, and at the same time I was also wanting to um, release all of the pain that I was having so there's two things you have to be already open and you have to want to i like that right i would agree i I really think so so tell me about has there ever been a time in your life um that there was some thoughts that created negative emotions and what were the disbeliefs that you were hearing and how did you move past that
1: um well i have a significant um uh grief um journey that i have been on actually to this day i'm still processing as a matter of fact
2: absolutely and
1: um so uh, i had a very close close friend who i spoke to daily
2: mm-hmm.
1: um that uh died mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had a diabetic coma out of the blue he was just uh mid-40s wow i'm sorry to hear and so he died mid-40s and it it changed how i view the world and friends mm-hmm. perpetually so okay. to this very day i make sure i um, mean i really actually made it one of my resolutions um to make a friend a week okay and so you know i know i can have 52 brand new BFFs, All right. but you know to at least uh engage with yeah. someone new mm-hmm. uh, once a week um okay. because i had begun to shut people off um yeah and anyone who's lost you know you can lose your family and that's one thing that that sends you through a totally different amount of emotions yeah but um if anyone has ever lost one of their best friends i mean not on the social but truly like yeah, yeah. your brother
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: it sends you to another place sometimes
0: i know i know oh trust me i understand that because that what happened to my son so i know mm. struggle with the survival remorse, you know
1: it it was very difficult and yeah. so what i've done is i've been very conscious about um the effects it's had on me mm-hmm. and because i'm so um interested in living my best life for yes. real for real yes yes um i work on it i don't know when i'm going to uh be at complete closure about it i'm going to use a different word um i'm going to I'm never going to accept his death, mm-hmm. okay, um, but I can be at peace with it,
2: okay. and that's okay
1: too. Yes, yes. Um, uh-huh. I've already looked through the stages of where I've been in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't, um, and for those who are listening, you don't have to go through all five. Right. Um, you can go through some of them, and then you'll kind of uh, move to a place of acceptance, mm-hmm. or you could uh, move to a place of peace. Yes. They can be synonymous. Um, I don't accept his death, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm being very transparent here. Yes, yeah. Um, because I'm mad about it still, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm at peace with it, mm-hmm. knowing that I cannot continue my life, um, living. Uh, and I'm already a very private person. And so I can't continue to live my life in this small little bubble. I got to keep on shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. So that's how I, that, that is my tribute to him. Let me keep on living.
0: Oh, that's Mm -hmm. so sweet and amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm just proud of you for, um, you know, having this mission. I think when we go through something or death or loss or just having a grievance, it empowers us to want to do more because that help that that's a healing. It's, it's actually healing us at the same time, not to say that we won't have these feelings again, or we won't be in acceptance or, you know, we won't feel depressed about it one day. Um, but I think for me helping others and getting people to understand the process of grief and loss, you, that's my mission to get people to understand it. And, um, if they're able to just, Think differently about a feeling or an emotion that they may have, a thought that it came. If they just can think differently about it, and work towards that thought, because um, you know we often can say all kind of affirmations. I am a multimillionaire, or I, mm-hmm. I am. Um, but are you really working on being a multimillionaire? Cause, so don't be saying something that you're not working towards. I, 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 say, <laughs> I say constantly because I used to be afraid to speak in front of people, mind you when i when i was singing i was a, I used to always get these butterflies that would you know i would just be so fearful and have to leave the stage you know so mm. um but now i'm trying to move past that so one of the affirmations that i say now is i'm a i'm a master at speech so i have kind of but at the same time i've taken a of um nickel's course you know trying to mm-hmm. you know gather my story and make sure you know i'm doing all my points and um but i'm 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 working towards it so i'm willing i'm coachable mm-hmm. enough to do it so but what tips would you have for our grievers to help them transition through a negative thought today just for today
1: mm-hmm. um well I, I, i'll tell the grievers on the same thing i would tell my personal clients and that is um you have to say positive affirmations
2: mm-hmm.
1: it sounds so cliche but negative intrusive thoughts really grow like weeds in your mind mm. um and and so you have to do something to counter that and so no matter how you feel here's the big one you don't have to believe it that's right you gotta say it mm-hmm. And you have to say it enough to your mind begins to believe it. That's okay. what's missing. So even for you today, you know, you're not feeling yourself. You may be saying, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, You may say, this feels like the worst day ever. I'm ready to leave work. Whatever emotion you're gonna be feeling at this time, you got to say, I can make it throughout the day. Um, cool. I'm going to be okay. Um, you have to keep on saying those things. I can make it throughout the day. I'm going to be okay. Um, I believe in a lot of self-care. If you can afford it Mm -hmm. on some, you know, um, don't do something kind for yourself. Mm -hmm. It don't have to be expensive. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about going and getting a manicure, pedicure, I'm actually talking about, go get some ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, be kind to yourself. So positive affirmations, And doing something kind for yourself or on your way home um, before you get bombarded with the family. Mm -hmm. Find what your mental peace is. Is it turning on your favorite song? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it parking in front of the house a couple of minutes just to gather your mind so you can meditate? Um, People got to take advantage of their lunch breaks. I know that you do a lot of meditation and chakras and so forth on yourself, Miami. Yes. Um, So if that is for someone, then, you know, you don't need a long time to do that. Yeah. So I think a lot of times in the moment, we as human beings actually, if we really did an inventory, we don't take advantage of all the hours we have in the day. Sometimes we can use them a little more effectively. So if you got to have a 10-minute chakra session, that's all you need. It's yeah. a long time to it meditate. It doesn't take time at all. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: No, it doesn't take time at all. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you? Um, I know you have this amazing show getting ready to come. I can't wait to see you blow up there. I know you have music coming, but what else is next for you?
1: Um, well, I I am staying in my lane at this time. As I said, okay. I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, I do have a startup that I am bringing out that is kind of influenced off of me as a therapist because oh. i ultimately i'm just all about people connecting and healing
2: okay.
1: mm-hmm. um if we want to just tear everything down and put it in a couple words i want people to heal i want people to find closure i just have to do it through therapy but yeah and so um i do have a startup that's coming um right now if it's not about music or it's about uplifting people in business um i don't do it you know i had to decide consciously To become a master of a few things. Yes. Instead of a a jack of many. Mm -hmm. So I am. uh, I have a startup that's coming. Uh, I will be sure to make a big announcement. In February. Mid-February about the startup. And it will launch in February. And it is something actually. That everyone. and I mean actually everyone. Can take advantage of. And so I, I will follow up with you soon. So people can hear that about that startup
0: okay so grief listeners listen up Cleve robinson is coming out with a, a startup we want to make sure that we um follow like and share on all of his um social media platforms
1: can you give those to me for us yes it's uh it, everywhere you look it's going to be at real r-e-a-l Cleve robinson everywhere it's going to be on facebook uh mm-hmm. at real Cleve robinson i'm gonna come up on Instagram, at Real Cleve Robinson, I'm going to come up. Um, Twitter Twitter isn't my spirit animal. So I just, I, I post sometimes <laughs> and I realize that the entertainment world actually is on Twitter. It is the center yeah. of all publicity. Yeah. I'm just not interested. I'm not and interested. that's okay.
0: I'm, not, <laughs> I'm an empath and, you know, even me now getting out into the world, even in Instagram, and, and I don't really care for Facebook, but I know Facebook is an amazing place to, you know, promote your business. But, because I'm just sensitive to people and their energy, I just, you know, I'm like you, I'm gonna stay in my lane and whoever, you know, wants to listen and and learn more and become empowered, Mm -hmm. like uh, by Cleveland and and other guests to come, That's just where we are. But I just really, really, really thank you for accepting um, my invitation to come on the show today. Sure. And you are just, I just think so highly of you. I mean, I love your voice. Your voice is what grasps people. Thank you. Um, you. Yes. Yes. You have a, you have a power, like a, almost like a, I don't want to say preacher, but you know, (laughs) minister well with your, with, um, with your message. So I, I appreciate that um send you love and light and i just thank you for uh, being here today
1: sure thing and once again thank you and uh for uh, those who follow miami and her her grief nation you know just keep on waking up every day and pushing if you don't wake up every day and take that first step out of bed you can make it yes you you can make it and so um just keep on pushing, you guys. Everything's going to be all right. And I mean that. If you haven't heard it from anybody today, you just heard it now. Everything's going to be all right. For
0: we'll Oh, thank you, honey. Shop at My Night Collections, where all things are decor. You can get your bedding, draping, decor wear, events, supplies, and more. Click Shop and Adore at My Night Collection Decors.